0: I'm Sprout, I'm 11 years
1: old, and my favorite land in Magic Kingdom is Adventureland. Hi, I'm Stitch, I'm 8 years old, and my favorite land in Magic Kingdom is Tomorrowland.
2: And I'm Tony, They're Disney dad, and my favorite land in Magic Kingdom is Fantasyland. Welcome to Disney Discussions.
1: And- Aloha. Aloha.
2: Yeah. Welcome to episode 34 of Disney Discussions. Disney Discussions is a family-friendly podcast where me, Tony the Disney dad, and my two boys,
1: Barrow, Stitch,
2: discuss all things Disney. This week, we discuss the main topic, which is an interview we did with the former executive vice president of operations at Walt Disney World, Lee Cockrell.
0: Lee Cockrell.
2: We got the Disney Media Pick of the Week, Disney Trivia, and the Question of the Week.
0: Question of the Week.
2: Welcome to Disney Discussions. Hi, everyone. How's it going?
0: Good. good. I hope you guys had a good week. Yes, we so watched if, Thor Ragnarok and Infinity War. That's
2: right, we'll get to that in a little bit. You noticed uh, we didn't. We don't have news on the docket today, Yes, and that's because uh, I figure our interview with Lee Cockrell uh, was so good, I want to get that up front, we'll do news the next time on our one year anniversary show, which will come out <laughs> on August 29th. I was saying 28th before. It's actually the 29th. I checked when our first episode came out last year. So we'll have our one year anniversary. And I think even the Disney mom may make an appearance. Her first ever podcast appearance. But yeah, we saw Thor Ragnarok. Yes. What you guys think of that?
0: I liked it. I really liked it. I was waiting for Stitch to say something.
2: Stitch got scared, I think, right? Yes. Was that? Yeah. So he left. But that's okay.
0: There's one question I have. Yeah. What ever happened to the girl that was with Thor? Whatever happened to her? We didn't hear from her in Infinity War. Did she survive?
2: What girl that was with? Oh, the Valkyrie? Yeah. Um, They don't say, but um, they said, uh, the director said that she survived, because only half of the Asgardians got killed in Infinity War. Yeah. So she's part of the half that survived. Oh,
0: so d- I think she'll
1: make an appearance in Avengers
2: 4. Maybe. Do you mean uh, Thor we'll
1: Ragnarok, because I'm yes. pretty sure you mean Thor Ragnarok, right? You said Infinity War, half of the... As-
2: yeah, in, in Infinity War, half of the Asgardians that were on the ship got killed. Okay, Yeah. Yep, and we also saw Infinity War again. We got the uh, our Blu-ray from the Disney store, and we pre-ordered that Solo already. That
1: was my first time seeing it. Though. Yeah, what would
2: you think of Infinity War, Stitch?
1: It was really good, but this is kind of weird. It's a weird opinion. For my opinion, the best part was when everybody was disappearing.
2: Did you have any other favorite parts? Any good lines? Any scenes you really liked?
1: You should have gone for the head.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's a really good movie. Check it out if you don't have
0: it. me and Dad's thoughts about it
1: on the Infinity War spoilers review. That's right. And I asked him questions, and that was a bad... That was a bad thing because I just saw it, <laughs> and now now it was very predictable for me.
2: Yeah, it was a little spoiled for you? Yeah. yeah. That's all right. Be sure to check out our last episode, too, if you haven't. Uh, we had an interview with Kevin from Defunct Land, Really good episode. Yeah. All right, just before we get into the main topic, I just want to remind you where you can find us online. Our podcast, which you're already listening to, is... Uh, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Just search for Disney Discussions. And, of course, everything we talk about is on our website, www.disneydiscussions.com. If you ever have any questions or tips or tricks that you want to send us or anything we want to cover on a, yeah. a future show, email us at podcast at disneydiscussions.com. We also have merchandise with our cool logo on it at shop.disneydiscussions.com. We also have other merchandise on there. That's not just our logo, some cool Doctor Who and Disney and Marvel. Um, you get t shirts and notebooks, phone cases, stickers. So check that out.
0: Not our cool new logo, our awesome new
2: logo. There you go. And of course, we're on social media. We're on Twitter, Disney underscore discuss, Instagram, Disney underscore discuss, Facebook, Disney discussions, and YouTube, of course, where we have some unboxing videos and these podcasts. But sure to follow us on um, social media. We post pictures and some of the things we don't always talk about here on the show. So be sure to follow us there. And that's where you could answer our question of the week. That comes up later. You guys ready to get right into the main topic?
1: Main topic.
2: All right. So we had the pleasure to talk to Lee Cockrell, who used to be the executive vice president of operations at Walt Disney World, all of Walt Disney World, all the parks, ESPN, all that kind of stuff. So uh, it was a great conversation with him.
1: But he retired.
2: Yeah, he's retired now, and he goes, and he speaks to other companies. You'll hear me mention that in the interview. Uh, Be sure to check out LeeCockrell.com. and get all his stuff. Let's listen to that right now.
1: He also has a podcast, by the
2: way. Okay. Now we're going to go listen to the interview. Welcome to Disney Discussions. I'm Tony, the Disney Dad, and I have
1: Sparrow, Stitch
2: here, along with Mr. Lee Cockrell. Lee Cockrell has held various executive positions in the hospitality and entertainment business, uh, including Hilton Hotels, the Marriott Corporation, and then was in uh, joined the Disney Corporation in 1990. He is the former Executive Vice President of Operations for Walt Disney World Resort. And he's now an author, public speaker, teaching leadership, management, and customer service. Thank you for coming on our show, Mr. Kakua, and welcome.
3: I'm happy to be with you and happy to meet your boys.
2: Why don't we start off, why don't you give us a little bit about your, your life journey and how you got to where you are, how you wound up at Disney, and, and a little bit what you're doing now.
3: It's a miracle. <laughs> I uh, grew up on a little farm in Oklahoma, and we were just as poor as could be. We didn't even have indoor plumbing. Mm. And uh, my brother and I didn't know we were unhappy until we went to somebody's house that had it. But uh <laughs> kind of like air conditioning. You're not hot till you find out somebody has air conditioning. Right. So uh, my mother – actually, we are poor. My mother was married five times, which was uh, – not great and I've been adopted twice I got my name Cockrell when I was 16 by husband number four and uh, he had money so I got to go to college I went up to Oklahoma State for two years and I didn't do well because I didn't study because my parents didn't enforce good study habits at home and and uh, so I dropped out after two years and went in the army and uh, when I eventually got out of the army I went to Washington DC and got a job with Hilton as a banquet waiter and uh I uh, eventually, about a year and a half, two years later, I got into a management training program with them, and I stayed with Hilton for eight years and worked in Washington, Chicago, New York City, at the Waldorf Astoria, uh, uh, Los Angeles. Then I left. I joined Marriott and stayed with them for 17 years. I eventually became the vice president of food and beverage operations for Marriott uh, Worldwide. And then, um, and that's because I really focused on learning a business, and I Chose the food business and learned it well, and got better at it every day. I'm, I always tell people, become an expert in something, you'll always get a job. Mm. At least I can get a job as a waiter. <laughs> so, and uh, then I got recruited by Disney in 1990, and uh, to go to France and open Disneyland Paris, and uh, we did that. And I stayed with Disney 16 years. I ran Disney World operations here in Orlando for about 10 years, and then. I retired and started my own little consulting and speaking and seminar business, and I've been doing that for 12 years, and I wrote four books, which are out there in the world on leadership, ones on leadership, one on management, one on um, how to overcome the obstacles in your life, really, that are going to appear, and one on time management. So that's kind of my quick career, and my wife and I just celebrated our 50th wedding anniversary.
2: Wow, congratulations.
3: I did better than my mother.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's great. I mean that that's that's amazing story going from, you know, a waiter or you know, even someone who can't even, you know, finish college, a waiter right. and then you're you're, you know, essentially, you know, one of the guys running all of Walt Disney World. And that in, that includes Magic Kingdom, all the parks, ESPN, yep. all that. Wow.
3: Everything, right? So it was a surprise to me. <laughs> but uh, I always tell people don't underestimate what you can do. You can even if you didn't gr- do great in school, you can still keep learning. You know, I think sometimes I was immature, so I didn't understand the whole thing. I'd never been anywhere in my life, I spent my whole life in Oklahoma, and so I just didn't know what was possible, and you know, when you grow up like I did, you're kind of insecure, so you think, well, I can't do anything, but once I got out and saw the real world, went to Washington, D.C., and New York, and Chicago, and L.A., I saw there's another part of the world, and Mm -hmm. if you work hard, and do a good job, and keep learning, you can uh, get ahead. Yeah, that's
1: great. I still think I can never beat a waiter.
3: You can. <laughs>
1: Actually, just everybody. The food.
3: Everybody should be a waiter because you really learn to work under stress. You learn to be really nice. That's how you make tips.
4: Mm, <laughs> and,
3: yeah. Uh, and uh, it just uh, gives you a uh, – I, I think everybody should do it. All our grandkids have been worked in the food business because while they were in high school, 16, 17, 18, because it makes you more extroverted. It makes you have more ability to talk to people and to have a conversation. So it's good in many ways. And, uh, and you really got to be organized because the guests want their service to be good. And many of them are celebrating birthdays, anniversaries, important occasions. And you can mess it up or make it great.
2: <laughs> great tips. So, you know, in a few years, you guys will be waiters. No. Put
3: them to work. They can start at home.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they can serve you and your wife every night.
2: Oh, that'd be great. And
3: they
2: do, do they're addition. pretty good. They're pretty good. They they've been doing it's good. Yeah. Along your way, I know it's a lot of hard work. Did you have um, a lot of people mentoring you and helping you achieve your goals?
3: Well, I had uh, I didn't Yeah, I mean, I didn't have a lot, but I had one when I first started. Uh, He was uh, really an expert in the food business, and he taught me everything. He kind of liked me, and so he just showed me the way. And then I had a great mentor when I was with uh, Marriott that helped me uh, with some of my uh, defensiveness. (laughs) When you're insecure, you don't like feedback about your performance, but he helped me get through that. And then I had a guy in New York who really helped me understand the business and spent time with me and helped me become more professional and all those things. So, yeah, I'd say those three people made a huge difference in my uh, development.
2: You were at uh, Marriott for 17 years. That's a long time to be at a company. Why why switch to Disney?
3: Well, I had been there 17 years. I had a great job, and I got a call from Disney, and I went down to Orlando and had the interview. I didn't expect to take it, Mm. and I came home. Said to my wife, I said they offered me the job in Paris. What do you think? She said, "Let's go." <laughs> he wanted to live in Paris, and uh, so she said, "Lee, if you don't take this job, you'll probably have regrets in five years. You wish you had because right. first you get to live in France, you get to live, uh, you get they're going to pay you, and you get to work for Disney." Yeah, and uh, so I did it, and we just took the risk, and it turned out to be the best decision I ever made. My career really took off after that. Got to take a little risk.
2: Absolutely absolutely when you first started at Disney what surprised you the most
3: oh I think the attention to detail and the entertainment you know I'd been in food and beverage and Marriott did a great job with the food and beverage but Disney is, it's everything it's the—it's like putting on a Broadway show everything matters yeah. everything everything matters the music the sounds the smells the props the attention to detail uh, just at, at an extreme level more than any place I'd ever worked before, and uh, they're telling stories and putting on a show, and that's that was different. And I was, it was nice to learn that. That's quite how I try to do my podcast now: is just tell stories, and uh, people like stories. And uh, so, yeah, that's what I did.
2: Yeah, it's great, and I mean, it's amazing that that started from Walt himself, and that's carried through all these years later. That it very easily could have been. You know, when Walt passed away, the company went to different hands, that attention to detail could have gone down. And I'm, I'm sure it's ebbed and flowed over the years, but it is kind of the gold standard uh, nowadays.
3: Yeah, it really is. And he did set a strong example, just like you're doing as a father. <laughs> oh. You know, your kids are going to go off in the world, and they're going to behave and do a great job and be ethical and honest because you set the right standards and you were the right role model. And, and uh, you know, Walt was focused on making people happy and just like, just like fathers and mothers. They love it when their kids are happy. And uh, so, uh, yeah, he set a strong – and by the way, what he preached and showed us and uh, – uh, it was really all of us in business are putting on a show every day and make right. sure you're putting on a hit show and uh, when you start thinking about your business that way you think about it differently yeah. you think about okay now we got to be better in every area we <laughs> want this we want this show to run for another hundred years not just uh on broadway for two weeks and then close so and there's a lot of competition today you got to be great yep <laughs> so yeah he he was a great uh, role model and a great role model for risk-taking, too.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I've just Incredible. I've recently read a few biographies about Walt and, and digging into that. And uh, the amazing the amount of times that he failed, but he wouldn't let that get him down. And he, he learned from those yeah. failures and continued on and, and did amazing things.
3: He failed so many times. Yeah. It's amazing. I, God bless him.
2: And what a lesson. I think in the business world now, I'm seeing a little more of uh, the acceptance for failure uh, is okay as long as you learn something from it uh, there's that whole yeah. agile process and some of that is is going out and just trying something and see the results you get back and if you fail we'll just make sure you learn something for the next time um, and i think that that's just great uh, advice and for life in general
3: absolutely and by the way we're all going to fail at something so you right. might as well get used to yeah. picking yourself up and getting on with it
1: like we failed at our first podcast
3: we did. There you go. <laughs> it was, yeah, that's, uh, that's true. But you, you kept doing it. So that's the name of the game. It's uh, you find a better way, a better approach, and uh, uh, you should always do that. Or ask for help. Or uh, when you ask for help, go find an expert to help you be great.
4: Also,
1: we yeah. failed at our first interview.
2: No, you <laughs> you know, did. We had some problems, well, but we, you know, again, learned from it, and we did it again. And it got better, yeah.
3: Yeah, if you've never done it before, you're not going to be great. the First <laughs> time, you're going to get better as you go along. And that's the way life works. You know more of this. You know more by this time next year than you do now. So <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Especially the kids; they yeah. get smarter
2: every day. Oh, smarter than me already.
3: Exactly
1: uh, now.
2: So a lot of your um, your podcast and your books are you know, managing and focusing your time each day, and then reflecting on how you did the previous day. How did you first come to that and realize how important that is?
3: Well, I was always pretty disciplined. Uh, You know, I was the guy who was home one time for dinner.
4: Mm.
3: My brother was was late. But... uh, (laughs) I had a lot of discipline to do the right thing, but I didn't have a system and I uh, on how to apply that. And of course, as you get older and you get more responsibility and get married and have kids and all these other things that happen in your new job and new people working for you, you have to get – got a lot coming at you, as you know. Yeah. And uh, getting the kids to school and doing this and that. And so uh, we um, – I took a time management course in 1980, and I learned a lot about being more organized, more disciplined, a good system for how to do it, how to stay on top of things. I wish they taught this in middle school, high school, and college because most people don't teach how to think about How you spend your time every day, and and a lot of people are really struggling right now with anxiety over all the stuff that's coming at them, and college students too suffer anxiety of the pressures, and and uh, so uh, I think it's it helps you in every area, and I started practicing it, and I would say it's probably. Besides me having a good attitude, it's probably the number one reason that I had so much success in my life because I became very reliable, credible, keeping my promises, doing what I said I was going to do, and frankly, working on the right things instead of just keeping busy. Yeah. And, and uh, saying no more often to people when it's not of any value and uh, just not – you can't be nice every day. You just got to learn to say, no, I'm sorry, I can't do that and because you got to take care of yourself, your family, your job, and – and uh, and then all of a sudden you start to do the right things and life gets easier. I always tell people when you do the hard things, life gets easier. When you take the easy route, life gets harder. Yeah, That's just became a part of who I was. I started teaching it, which helps you even more uh, live it. I taught. I probably taught it to a couple hundred thousand people by now at Marriott, Disney outside clients, and every time I teach it, it reminds me of what I should be doing and for me to rethink how I'm doing that or when I read a book on time management. That's why I wrote the book on time management magic was, and uh, just to put my thoughts into writing, and uh, it it helps me to... uh, get back on if I'm not doing something I should be doing, or exercise, or getting my annual physicals, or having a hard conversation with somebody, or making a hard decision. Those are the kind of things that are really important in life, and a lot of us don't want to do them because they're hard. Yep. <laughs> so, then we let them go, and then it, we have problems later. Uh, so, yeah, that's how I got started with it.
2: That's great. Yeah, and as, you know, as I get older, I realize you know your whole day is filled with decisions you make you can yeah. easily just kind of let life push you along but there are conscious decisions that we have to make and i think you know organizing our time helps us make better decisions and you are uh, kind of stressed having a physical day planner rather than doing things digitally which i think is great cuz then you're you're taking time uh, and there's something to to writing something out physically, and then reading it as you're writing. That kind of impran- implants it in your brain. It's just a way for you to take that time, think about what you're doing, and then make those better decisions. And when it's all just in your head, we very easily forget things, um, and we make those wrong decisions. So I. Yeah. I I've been, I have your book. I've been reading it. I have the 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 download of the daily planner, and I'm I'm thinking we homeschool the boys. So I'm thinking of even making that kind of a a, a class that we do at home to kind of manage our time because we could you know play video games, but we still have schoolwork to do. We have chores to do. We have books to read. So how do you manage that? Yeah.
4: yeah.
3: Well, it's true because uh, it's a lot of the times when it's just in your head, you just kind of. Uh, navigate to the easy thing yeah,
4: yeah.
3: <laughs> it makes you feel good you got something done but maybe it didn't even matter and so that's why it's so important for me to sit down every morning and write down Okay, what do I need to get done this week and uh, each day and and to really think about the important things. When you start thinking in that order you're going to see it in the book uh, thinking about you, yourself, are you keeping fit are you doing what you say you're going to do are you uh, uh, getting your annual physicals are you uh, second taking about your children and your wife and Third, you think about your business, your podcast, and then whatever. Aging parents and grandparents, are you going to have to take care of them? What do I need to do about that? Your retirement, uh, your own career development, taking a course or l- learning something new. I mean, there's so many things that uh, people don't even think about it. Next thing they know, uh, life gets away from them. And they go, whoa, I didn't work on that and uh, should have. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> you don't want to have regrets. No, absolutely not.
1: Um, do you have a favorite Disney villain Animated
3: Oh, uh, villain, I don't care so much for the Villains
1: but I, I, Me my too, I just, ha- I just had a big one
3: Yeah, mine is uh, My favorite character Tigger actually Because he's pretty active and crazy And uh, jumps around And uh, is high energy So I, I always think of Tigger uh, But uh, I guess there's a lot of bad ones in there Somewhere
2: that's okay. It's better to look at the heroes for role models anyway. <laughs>
3: yeah. Like Mickey. Even Disney bad people are good.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mickey. Have you seen the have you seen the new Christopher Robin?
3: I have not. Uh, I read about it, but I haven't seen it.
2: Yeah, actually we haven't seen it either. We, we're going tomorrow is the plan. So we're excited to see that it looks. Yes. Very cool.
3: That's that's good to get homeschooled. You get to go to the movies. <laughs> exactly. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh what is your favorite Disney theme park?
3: I would say it depended how old my grandkids were as we went along, but uh, when they were little, we went to the Magic Kingdom all the time. And as they got older, we, and uh, you know, they would like different parts of uh, each park. And since I worked there, we could go. But I would say my wife and I enjoy Epcot. We like to go over in the afternoon, pick one of the countries to have dinner in, and then watch the fireworks. And that kind of our routine now. But uh, when the kids were younger, it depended. When they were real young, they didn't like the thrill rides. Right. They didn't like the roller And so then when they got a little older, we had to do that. And then I have a granddaughter. She wanted to buy pink things, you know, dresses <laughs> and so, uh, It it just different different changes now. Right now, they already got the Halloween party going on, not yeah. so scary Halloween party. We like to go to those, and we'd go to the Christmas uh, event and – Wine and food festivals a lot of fun, and the flower and garden festival is a lot of fun, and so we just kind of pick things different depending on what's going on over there.
2: You get to go often.
3: We don't go so often anymore. You know, I tell people, I "Say why don't you?" I say, "Well, I worked there sixteen years. <laughs> I went every I went every day for sixteen years. Right. But occasionally we go if we have guests in town or they want to go over or go see the fireworks or something like that. But uh and I don't go much in the summer. <laughs> I go and yeah. when it gets cool again. Yeah. It's fun and Disney Springs, the new shopping area. I mean, it's, it's incredible. It's gotten so big and so large, and they so many a, things to do there.
2: They really did a fantastic job with that. Uh, just the, yeah, like the shops and even the, all the food there. It's it's a great yep. destination to go. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. And again, with the the theming yep. behind that, so, there's a there's a story behind everything there, and the the sections they have and how it evolved. It's really really amazing.
3: Always a story. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, I went like to Hong Kong. Kong Disney too. That was great, I, oh. and I like Disneyland in Anaheim. Of course, I spent three years in Paris at Disney. Right. So some fond memories there too.
1: <laughs> we're actually going on Disney Cruise on November 10th.
3: Wow, you're a lucky boy. Did yeah. you tell your dad how lucky you are.
2: <laughs> they know. Yeah. They're very appreciative.
1: Yep.
3: That's a great cruise. You're going to love it.
2: Yeah, we're excited. We leave right from New York, and yeah, we've never done a Disney cruise before, so we're very excited.
3: They're incredible. You're going to be... I thought Disney Disney World Service was great until I went on a Disney cruise. They just do a perfect job. Mm. Very exciting.
2: What's one of the uh, craziest things you've ever experienced at your time at Disney? Something that just stands out, a story you always have to tell about your time at Disney?
3: Well, I tell you, the hardest day I had probably at Disney and... The, Day I was the most proud was on 9/11. Mm. Uh, all the cast members really did a great job that day. We evacuated all the guests from the parks in 90 minutes. We had, we took care of everybody. Took care of them for almost a week because they couldn't get airline tickets. They couldn't get rental cars were all gone. Wow. It was just nice for me to stand back and watch how well the cast members all stepped up because we practice for crisis two or three times a year. So everybody knew what to do and we did it perfectly. And uh, those are the times when you really say, wow that's amazing or we had three hurricanes in september oh four and how our cast members just got out there and cleaned it up and got it done and we had 1200 trees down on the property wow and uh so those are the kinds of things that are really cool and to watch but even to go to the parks when there's a parade and watch the little kids they just are so excited they can't stand it
2: and uh (laughs) even the adults too right (laughs) you see the adults waving at the characters on the floats
3: (laughs) same old story if the kids are happy mom and dad are happy
0: that's you dad It is.
3: (laughs) yeah so it's uh there's a lot of good memories over there from things over the years
2: i actually did have a question about 9-11 because i know that that affected kind of the industry for a bit 9-11 happened there was the recession how did that change the way you did your job
3: oh well that's yeah that morning changed everything i uh you know my i had a plan for the day and i'd all forget the plan forget the day planner for now we had we lost 35 percent of our business through cancellations that 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 week actually and so we had to cut around 400 million dollars out of our cost base to get under control and we had to change hours and close a few things and figure out ways to have less stuff and not lay them off and it 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 was really tough, and we worked on that for three or four weeks to get it in place. And the recession was pretty tough, but it by Christmas time we had a pretty good business again. Nobody flew, everybody drove, so our parking <laughs> lots were people were parking on the grass. There was no parking lot. Wow! Wow! Yeah, because nobody wanted to get on an airplane back right. then, and uh, so uh, it it came back fairly quick for us, and. uh then during the recession we just discounted heavily to make sure people kept so we wanted the numbers of people there because we still got to shoot the fireworks we still got to have all the characters we got we have a large overhead so we uh made deals that couldn't you know people couldn't
2: deny coming yeah yeah that, that the free dining right i mean i think that came about as part of that
3: oh, all kinds of things yeah. So, yeah yeah
0: what is your favorite um disney magic kingdom attraction
3: Magic Kingdom. Well, I'll tell you, I spent a lot of time in the early days on Buzz Lightyear because my grandchildren were trying, trying to beat me with the scores of shooting <laughs> those games. And uh, they got better and I got worse. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would get beat more often than I liked. Yeah, it was fun. And, uh, you know, everybody has their favorite, but that was one. They were at the right age then that yeah. they just wanted to go over and over and over again. And uh, I think that's because it was so interactive where you had something to do besides just sit in the car and ride around. Yeah. Take, yeah,
2: a lot of fun. So when you're yeah. executive vice president of all of Walt Disney World, there's a lot of people that report to you. I imagine that hiring the right people is so important.
3: Well, there's three things we do at Disney that make the difference at Disney, and any company could do it if they'd pay attention to it. We hire better, we train better, and we, ha- we treat people better. I always say, hire them right, train them right, and treat them right, and you'll mm-hmm. have a great organization. That's what we do. Those three things are the key to Disney's success. We hire the right people, we are very careful who we bring in. We train people, we test them, and then we enforce the training. And uh, last, we try to create a great culture where everybody matters and they know they matter and they wake up in the morning excited to come to work because the way they're treated and respected and included and involved and listened to and their opinion counts and that's the kind of environment people want to be in. And if more companies would pay attention to those three things, they'd have less turnover, they'd have more profit, they'd have happier customers. So, I mm-hmm. mean, those yeah. are just, as Walt said, never get bored with the basics. And those are the basics, right people, right training, right culture. And just in your, like in your home, you're working with your kids to educate them. Uh, you can't pick them, you already got them, so you got <laughs> to develop them, you can't fire them. Nope. So uh, when you do those things and you and your wife create a good culture and good role models and uh, teach them the right things, uh, the odds that they're just going to be great are greatly increased. And that's what we think about in business too. People won't be committed to you unless you're committed to them. And, yeah kids don't think you, you know, if your kids know you love them, then they're going to be there and they're going to do the right things. And if our people know that we respect them and want to treat them right, they'll give us more.
2: That's great. Yeah. I wish more businesses did that.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's, you know why people don't do it? Because it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's easier to be mean, I guess. I mean, <laughs> not-
2: <laughs> well, it's easy to be selfish, right? You think about yourself rather than others. So,
4: yeah.
3: Exactly. When you start thinking about it, you know, my grandson said, when you serve, you're always the giving one. Hmm. And uh, that's a good thing. My granddaughter said the most important rule in customer service is to be nice. And, uh, you know, just think about that. Be nice. We could all do a better job of that. Be nice and uh, always give it all you got. Do your best every day. Do your best. And then uh, people will realize that they'll have a better life and you'll have a better life.
2: Yeah, there's a little bit of movement I see, at least in the technology industry with the, the agile movement, there's a servant leadership, which I think is great. And, you know, there's a great example, um, you know, we're Christians, so you see that in the Bible with Jesus, but it, you know, it plays in your everyday life of being a servant leader, you want to take care of your people, you don't want to view them as, well, how can you take care of me? It's how, how can I take care of you and get you and help you do your job better?
3: That's why I always say, manage like a mother. Mothers serve hmm. <laughs> more than anybody. Oh, mothers are my best leaders in the world. They're committed. They go all the way. They can have the hard conversations. They can tell you they love you, They can, but they care about you. It's never for them. It's always for you. That's right. Yep. And fathers, too, but mothers are really different, special. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Did you have a normal day-to-day at Disney, or did, every day was just so different and...
3: Yeah, I had a fairly good routine. I got in at 6.15 in the morning. I planned my day, worked on things. Then I didn't. I had a meeting started maybe 8, 8.30. Uh, I, I pre-scheduled time to go out in the parks every week and meet the cast members, talk to guests, see how things were going, check the bathrooms, all that kind of stuff. And uh, so I had a pretty good schedule. I planned my day the best I can. And then when things come up, I have to be available to handle those, whether it's a crisis or an emergency or something. But other than that, uh, I use my day timer and plan my day, and I schedule, I schedule the priorities. So if I want to make sure I get out of the parks, you can either do it when you get time, which is never, or you can schedule it next <laughs> next Wednesday from 10 to 2. And then when you schedule it, keep your appointments with yourself. Next thing you know, you find out you're doing what's supposed to be done instead of what you wanted to do or thought you would do or forgot to do, or yeah. and time goes by.
2: So <laughs> I'm finding that out even with the boys I look at them and like how did eleven years go by already
3: oh, they'll be gone for you now um,
2: so you just kind of hit on it but schedule time for yourself like if you know you need uh, a break or you know time to read put that in your schedule how important is that
3: well it's important to put in your schedule what you want to get done. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, You know, I schedule my exercise. I have a strength training and balance training I do uh, on Tuesdays and Fridays at 940. That's scheduled all the way. Uh, I always pre-plan, schedule things that are important to me, whether it's uh, going out to meet somebody or to... Uh, to read a book or in the afternoon uh, you know i leave time in my calendar when i was at disney to do things that came up unexpectedly and um i always scheduled all my kids my son's events and my grandkids events the minute i heard about them i scheduled them so nothing else got in the way and uh yeah as they say take care of your family first then take care of your job and uh Mr. Marriott asked me once. He said, "You know why I don't have any problems at work, Lee?" I said, "No, Mr. Marriott." He said, "Because I have no problems at home."
4: Mm.
3: You know, That's think cool. about that. Yeah, yeah. Don't be distracted by not having the right relationships and spending the right amount of time with your sons and wife, and and uh, then have regrets. I wish I'd have spent more time with my kids when I was young. I wish I'd exercised. I wish I'd gotten focused on my retirement. I wish, wish, wish.
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly.
0: Uh, what did you do in your spare time?
3: Well, I wrote books. I uh, I exercise. My wife and I travel a lot. She goes with me. We've been all, really all over the world. I've been to 44 countries now.
4: Whoa. And
3: uh, I, uh, we take naps. <laughs> <laughs> She and I go to lunch together. On weekends, we go out to whatever events are around town. But we travel quite a bit. We just spent a month in Italy. We rented a house there. We spent a week in Ireland. And most years, we spend a month in France. We rent a house, and all the family comes. We have dinner with our grandkids and family on Sunday nights when they're in town. and Yeah, just stuff like that. Nothing... Nothing too much. Uh, I don't play golf. That's why I'm still married after 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> I spend the weekends with my wife when I was working. Five, during the week, I was busy. I didn't see her much, a couple hours a night. And then on weekends, we did, did things together. That was great. And I'm a terrible golfer. Nobody claps when I play golf.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I play. I'm going to play golf.
3: Good. You got well, when you start your age, you'll probably be great at it. I didn't, and uh, it was very frustrating for me. I can, I should, you know what I didn't do? I should have done. I should have had a trainer. I should have had a coach because it's like everything. If you have a coach in swimming, you swim better. If you have a coach in golf, you play better. Tennis better, better, better. Like absolutely. I mean, and that's something I've learned since then that if you want to be great at something, get an expert to help you do it, and then practice, 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 practice. Yeah.
0: What are you most proud of with your time at Disney?
3: I think uh, I would say that when I, by the time people trusted me and they would tell me what's going on Mm -hmm. and that we created a better culture and an environment because we taught all our leaders how to show total and complete respect to the employees and to help develop them and train them and uh, treat them as individuals and uh, be available when they had problems and issues and Creating a good culture and environment—that's what your mom and dad are going to be proud of—is creating the right culture. And what they're teaching you guys and what you teach, what they teach you, you're going to teach your children. And it's just that—I think I can't say culture and environment is probably the most important thing for our being raised. You guys are going to grow up very confident, feel good about yourselves, feel how good about the relationship you have with your parents. And not all kids have that. And uh, it's a matter of your, when you got your parents, you got lucky. You could have got other parents that you might not have been so lucky, but uh, well, that's what I think about more. Am I making a difference? Am I a teacher? Are people better because they worked with me? And I don't think of myself as a boss. I think about, I try to teach. Yeah.
2: Fantastic. Again, I wish more people thought like that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, your kids are going to think like that, see? You're a teacher you and uh, your wife's a teacher and uh, everything you say and do, they're watching you. These kids, yep. they know, they know. They sure do.
0: I see everything. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, you do. And they don't want to disappoint you either.
2: <laughs>
3: right. You don't want to disappoint your
2: mom and dad.
1: Nope. Nope.
3: Right. Good for you.
2: So one thing I heard uh, recently on your podcast that I really liked is when you're given a compliment, just say thank you. Don't qualify it. Don't bring yourself down.
3: Exactly. That's all. And I used to do that because I was "Oh, you know." People say, "Oh, you're greatly." Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I got a letter the other day, and I showed it to my wife. This lady from uh, uh, where was she from? The Ukraine. Okay. She had read my customer rules apparently, and she wrote me a letter. And she said, an email. She said, "Mr. Cocker, I just want to tell you you're a genius." <laughs> and I, I showed it to my wife, and I said, "See." <laughs> You can call me genius now. She said, oh, God, I wish you hadn't got that. Now I'm going to have to hear about this. And uh, no, I just learned after that, just when somebody compliments you, don't try to say, oh, no, that's not me. Just say thank you. I appreciate that. It's just the right thing to do. Thank you. And When somebody does something for you, you don't have to say you shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry you did that. You didn't need to go out. Thank you. Thank you so
2: much. We appreciate it. Yeah, that's great advice. And, you know, it's funny. I didn't think about it until you said it and then i realized you know i do do that i do say oh thanks but or well like i could have done this better um right <laughs> just just say thank you there's no need to to qualify that
4: yeah
3: and they don't know you could have done it better anyway <laughs> right. so that, don't tell them <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: what do you miss most about your uh time at disney nothing <laughs> <That's>
3: <laughs> so- <laughs> actually i worked there so long and i worked for 42 years what i really like now is what i'm doing now because i do seminars i give speeches all over the world and people write me notes and tell me how much they appreciate it what they learned and my son and i are going to do one in zurich switzerland next month and uh, and then i have one in london coming up in november one in uh, indianapolis uh, all over the place and i just i like that i'm my own boss i work with who i want to work with i i don't have to do what i don't want to do uh it's fun to visit disney but right. like any job it's hard to work there you know you got to pay recessions and tough decisions and a lot of stress and so uh, now i enjoy what i'm doing now it's uh just another phase of your life yeah. you know i loved i loved hilton i learned a lot there i learned i learned a ton of things at Marriott, and i learned a ton at disney and i'm still learning every day when i work for companies or meet with companies or just uh, meet great people and one big advantage is when you work at Disney, just about everybody you knows from Disney. And when you work doing what I do, I meet people from all over the world mm-hmm. and different companies, different kinds of uh, uh, kinds of jobs they have, and uh, products and things I didn't even know existed. And uh, so it's a lot of fun, yeah. And I'm doing a lot more in colleges and high schools too. I just, I've been hired from many colleges and high schools to come work with students. Oh, okay. good. So that's that's even more rewarding.
2: So along that lines, what, what advice do you have to those going into the workforce or looking to be better workers and leaders?
3: Well, I tell them we look at it at Disney, and I think every company should. We look for, no, first, a great attitude and passion that you really want to do. Mm. You want to be there. You want to do that kind of work. Passion and attitude are the two big things we look for. And then third is skill. and. A lot of the jobs we have, we can train you. So that's not as big a deal. Uh, depends. But even if we need someone with a high technical expertise in IT or a lawyer, we're still going to wait until we find the lawyer that's really smart and knows what he's doing. But he's got to have a good t- attitude and passion. So we, those two are always non-negotiable. And uh, then we hire, we train them, right? And I think the thing we do better is also we set high expectations for performance. you got to be great. And I would tell people going in the workforce, become an expert in something, be great, have a great attitude every day, and you will be very successful, because a lot of people don't have a good attitude, they have a look on their face, they, you know, you tell them they got to work Christmas Day or Saturday, and they look at you like, what? Yeah. And I always just said, no problem, and I kept having a good career and good promotions, and uh, and uh, just be that kind of person people like to work with, and don't be a pain, <laughs> and and next thing you know, life works out, and because uh, not a lot of people are not trying too hard. Yeah. So, and I would say, don't underestimate the influence you have on other people. Mm. Every day, behave yourself, be respectful, and don't underestimate what you can achieve over time. You know, what you think about when you're 20 is far different than what you can really achieve. <laughs> a lot of- a lot of people have insecurities they have all kinds of reasons they didn't have a college degree they grew up poor blah 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 no no just forget all that as somebody said forget the past you're not going there yeah and uh, you're going forward and people don't know all of that in the past it's all in your brain forget half the stuff in your brain is not even true mm. and uh we that's what controls us the things we think or the things we're afraid will happen that never are going to happen anyway. <laughs> so we're, we don't risk, and we don't try, and we don't understand that if I study something for three years, I'm going to be an expert in it, and uh, then I'll only be 23. <laughs> and, <laughs> so you just got to get out there and decide what you want to do, find something you have passion about, you're excited to go do it every day, and and go do it. And uh, become the best in the world at it. And every day you study it, you think about it, you go on the right websites, you read about it, you, uh, you know, ha- probably have friends that do it, you ask for advice. Next thing you know, and by the time you're 30, people say, wow, well, that's the guy you want to go to. He knows everything. And most people don't try that hard.
2: No. And we have such a, now with the internet and access to all this information, what great opportunities we have to learn new things that weren't there. Um, before even when I was in college the internet was just starting up and we didn't have all this the opportunity that uh, the kids now have all that information is great and they should take advantage of it
3: <laughs> they could homeschool themselves <laughs> don't you? and in fact you know you have no excuse for not knowing if you don't know the definition of a word and five minutes later you don't know that's your fault yeah if you hear about a country and you didn't even know it was a country and you don't know more about it in five minutes it's because you didn't look it up you got to be have curiosity. If you don't have curiosity, you're never going to get smarter. Mm. And uh, you got to know that, hey, I, that was something I didn't know, and I'm going to find out. I look up things every day that I don't know the definition of a word or uh, something in the world, or I see something on the news and I click on it to read more about it, or uh, and next thing you know, you just get smarter and smarter, and you have it. You come off better. You make better decisions because you have a lot of knowledge in your brain now. And so, yeah, you're right. There is absolutely no excuse for not uh, getting better quicker.
2: So you have a window on Main Street in Walt Disney World. Is that right?
3: I do. How amazing is that? (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty cool. They surprised me with that because you usually have to be there about 25 years. And and, uh, they gave it to me, and I, I just love it. That's cool. Yeah, it is. I uh cool. It's over at the jewelry store on Main Street. So next time you're there, go look at it, take a picture of it and send it to me. Will do. Yeah, we'll
0: definitely <laughs> look for it next time we go. We'll look for it.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it was great. It was quite an honor. Yeah. yeah.
2: Very few people can say they have a window on Main yep. Street.
0: Yep.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yep. Yeah. So, and again, if you'd have told me back when I was 20, 30 years old, you're going to have a window on Main Street? I was going, to what? <laughs> <laughs> no way. I didn't even know they had windows on Main Street. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, your best days are ahead of you, probably.
2: People are interested in, in your writings. Where can they find you online?
3: You just go to my website, Lee Cockerell, dot com, and everything in my life is on there. <laughs> I... My podcast you can find there. Or you can find it on iTunes or Stitcher Radio or iHeartRadio. You can uh, my books are on there. Uh, descriptions of my seminars and speeches are on there. Just I put everything in one place so that uh, I'll know where it is and you'll know where it is. Yep. So dot
2: and it's all great stuff. I recommend everyone to at least subscribe to the podcast and get those you know weekly nuggets. Fifteen minutes you have time for fifteen minutes to listen as you're driving and, and just. Great advice. By the I way, tips. I need yeah. to
3: tell you, I was at the airport going to Shreveport, Louisiana a few months ago, and there were three young girls behind me, probably 14, 12, and 10 or so. They were with their dad, and I noticed them. And before I got on the plane, the youngest one tapped me on the shoulder and said, are you Lee Cockrell? <laughs> and I said, what? Yes. Why? She, Her dad stepped in and said, well, Lee, the reason they know you is uh, they get homeschooled, and every Tuesday we listen to your podcast, and they have to write a report about what they learned. Ah. And uh, it was pretty amazing. So I gave them all a pen. <laughs> I had some so now they love me, and uh, that was great to hear. And they, they said, we just think about it as an educational opportunity to talk about leadership, management, customer service, treating people right, and uh, that little Disney spark in there. The girls like it. Yeah. And uh, So there you are. So you never know what impact you're having on people out in the world, nice. especially with your podcast. You're uh, you're reaching people that you don't even know you're reaching.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's cool, and then, and that's why I want wanted to have you on because you you have that Disney background, but you have so much um, information to to give to other people. I wanted I wanted people to hear that, so thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it.
3: Yeah, well, good to talk to you guys. Thanks for checking in with me. And, yeah, it was uh, fun.
1: Thank, yeah.
4: you
2: thank you too.
1: Well, that was interesting.
2: Yeah, it really was. I enjoyed that conversation. That was good.
1: It was
2: some good insights. Uh, in there So be like sure to he, check out
1: Like you said You should get Curious
2: You should be curious Yep Stick so be-
0: your nose <laughs> Where it doesn't belong
2: <laughs> Alright Be sure to check out Um You can subscribe To his podcast Get a free download Of the Magic Morning Planner And more What did you guys learn From that interview What What Can you take And apply to your life Stitch
1: Be Curious
2: Be curious
0: Be curious And stick your nose Where it doesn't belong
2: What else no, but ser- are you being serious or are yeah. you joking around? Yeah. no, that's I'm, not,
0: I'm not joking around.
2: He said that where it doesn't belong.
0: No. <laughs> I said that part, but he said be curious. Be
2: curious. Why Why is it important to be curious?
0: Because uh, you can learn new things.
2: Yeah. Why is it important to learn He's, new things?
0: See, so you become smart.
1: He said you could look it up on the internet or read a book. I think think reading a book is a better option, but go on the internet if you want to.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. And that goes into our Disney Media Pick of the Week.
4: Media, 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 pick of the
0: week. Brought to you by MickeyChats.com, a magical place to chat all things Disney.
2: That's right. So our Media Pick of the Week is Lee Cockrell's podcast. So just go to leecockrell.com, slash podcast it's leecockerel com slash podcast the podcast is called creating disney magic lessons in leadership management and customer service it's a great podcast he'll uh, have some stories about his time at disney but also what he's doing now how to be better leaders and, and managers in your jobs it's really good stuff so and as he recommends he ran into somebody that they homeschool and they make a lesson out of that so maybe we'll do the same thing maybe you could do the same thing too so be sure to check that out. Now on to Disney Trivia.
0: trivia! Brought to you by T Public. Go to shop.disneyDiscussions.com to get our merchandise.
2: That's right. So
0: our merchandise with our amazingly awesome logo.
2: So our trivia this week is going to be all about Kilimanjaro Safari. So we're going to take a little oh. quiz to see how well we know. Kilimanjaro, so far as you guys oh, ready? Another
1: one of these. <laughs> you guys ready? Yeah. How many questions are there?
2: Four. It'll be wow. quick. How long is your expedition through the Harambe Wildlife Reserve? Is it ten minutes, fourteen minutes, or eighteen minutes? Stitch, what do you think?
1: Eighteen minutes. Sparrow. Fourteen minutes.
2: I'm gonna say eighteen. Eighteen yes. minutes. It yes. is eighteen minutes.
1: I knew because um, when you give the option of minutes, would you want to ride to be? I would I would want the ride to be like the long longest like long. long. Yeah. So i oh, awesome. I would pick the longest.
2: Which baby animal was born this month August twenty eighteen at Disney's Animal Kingdom? Is it a baby hippo, baby mandrel, baby giraffe, or baby flamingo? Now you've listened to our last episode, you would know this answer.
0: I know. The only reason I know this is because it was yeah.
2: What is it?
1: Baby mandrel. Baby mandrel.
2: Baby mandrel. Is correct. Good job. You guys of are paying birthday. attention. How large is the Harambe Wildlife Reserve? Is Ooh. it ninety-nine acres, one hundred and one acres, or one hundred and ten acres?
1: One hundred and one acres. Now this is something I would go like big.
2: Big. So you say one hundred and ten. One hundred one. One hundred one. Oh, okay. We'll go one hundred one. No, it's one hundred and ten. Oh, we so really gone big. With
1: 110.
2: Last question: Which animals will you see on Kilimanjaro safaris? Hyenas, zebra, crocodile, all of the above.
0: All of the above. All of
2: the above. Yep, that is correct. All right,
0: three out of four. That's yeah, better than our good. dinosaur quiz. That's
2: true. That's or true. We got
0: two out of four.
2: That's what uh, the uh, Kilimanjaro safaris is one of my favorite things to do in animal kingdom. That that's pretty Yeah, I know. I'm saying I'm saying one of, not yeah. my favorite.
1: No, Okay. You. You actually, you actually pressed the button for the answer of the question before I said
2: oh. what I wanted.
1: Cool. This time. Cool. That
0: was
2: fun. Yeah. I like these little quizzes.
1: Yeah, they're, yeah, they're fun. fun. Disney right. have more of them.
2: You guys ready for our question of the week?
1: Yeah. Question of the week. Well, first let's hear the answers of the question of the week last time. Well,
2: first let's... Say what the question was, and then we'll have the answers. Okay.
1: <laughs>
2: All right. So last week's question was, what is your favorite Pixar movie? Ba-dum, ba-dum. So on Instagram, uh, the Disney mom said, Up is her favorite. Uh, our Disney mom. That's not her <laughs> name. Yeah. Uh, well, your Disney mom, my Disney wife. <laughs> It'd be mm. weird. Anyway. Uh, we had on Instagram, Chapalate said, My favorite Pixar movie is Toy Story 3. Thanks guys for your podcast. Hope be streaming with you someday. Well, thank you very much. Alyssa M. Baddock said, "My favorite Pixar movie is any of the three Toy Story movies. Grew up watching them, and I love everything about them to infinity and beyond." Somewhere in particular said, "I'm not sure if it's my favorite, but I ball like a baby through multiple parts of Up." And then Page BH19 agreed with our Disney mom that Up is their favorite on Facebook. Kara Hughes said Reese loves the Pixar short Lou because he thinks he is cute. I love this one too, as it has a really important message and tackles bullying in a very cute and heartwarming way. I can't help but cry every time I see it. So this was this was the short between um, in front of Cars Three. Yes. All right, so I didn't even actually see this one.
1: It was it. Was, it does have a good lesson. Yeah, in a cute and warm way. You're oh, that's right. Good. You're right.
2: All right. Samuel Gino 86, Samuel underscore Gino 86 on Twitter said, Finding Nemo. It is a timeless story that exemplifies a powerful idea and very important idea. Even the most cowardly people could go on a terrifying adventure to save a loved one. Very nice. Love of the mouse podcast at L O T M podcast. Matt there who actually did our awesome logo. Yeah. Said Wally. It's a fantastic overall film and the themes presented throughout are more relevant to life than any other Pixar film to date. Plus the fact that it is a silent film for three quarters of the movie while still being so compelling and beautiful makes it all the more impressive.
0: Yeah, I like Will like,
2: too. Yeah, I haven't actually I've never seen the whole thing. I've seen bits and pieces, but I like what I saw. It's well, I a need good to sit movie. yeah, I need to sit down and watch it one time. I watched it with my friends. Alright. At Lovin' Disney08 said gotta go with the one that started it all, Toy Story. The toys, characters, music. It has everything you'd want in a movie. It brings out the kid and all of us and is a timeless classic, simply the best. At Starwind 2020, said Monsters, Inc. I like the way it touches on more of a lighthearted side of monsters instead of the scary stories we were once accustomed to. It's fun, charming, emotional, and Mike Wazowski is one of my favorite characters. Yeah, I like Mike, too. Wasn't that your pick? Sparrow? Yep. And then, at Dingus Bringus, said Incredibles. Ever since I was a little kid, I loved it, and now that I'm older, I can appreciate it in a new way. All great picks. I noticed nobody said uh, The Good Dinosaur. Interesting. Thank you. Or Brave. No Brave either.
1: Thank you. Again. (laughs) Well, looks like I'm the only one that listens. Well, I hope there are more people, but I hope there are people that like it. I'm pretty sure they all forgot about Coco because that was a really good movie.
2: Yeah. Coco is a really good movie. I think it's so new. A lot of people don't have that as their favorite. I think in a couple of years, people might say it's their favorite after watching it. it came out last
1: times. year. I'm just.
2: I know, but it's still new. It's the most recent Pixar movie.
1: It is? Movie. It
2: <laughs> is? Yeah. Hmm. There has been one since then. All right, so this week's question yeah. week, we want to know what your favorite land in Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom is and why.
0: What is it? Yeah. Why? What are tell the us. lands?
2: Can you tell us all the lands?
0: Adventureland, Fantasyland, Tomorrowland. Frontierland. Frontierland. Mm-hmm. Liberty Square. Liberty
1: Square.
2: And Main Street. Main Street, right?
1: yeah. I'm walking right down the middle of Main Street, USA. I'm falling oh, look, right down an... the middle of Main oh, look Street. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Woody's right up there. What? I'm falling right down the middle of Main what? Street.
2: Oh, the Funko Pop, yes. Yeah. yeah. Woody's watching us. Funko Pop. All Woody. right. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. We hope you liked the interview. We have some more interviews coming up. Yes. Uh, in the future, we actually talk to Lee's son, Dan, um. who was the vice president of Magic Kingdom up until May this year. That interview will be coming soon. We also have part two of Kevin from Defunct Defunctland uh, coming out later, and we're trying to get more interviews. We're also thinking about doing some uh, Disney discussions, discoveries, on certain things, so doing a deep dive mm-hmm. into certain... Um, yeah. Disney topics. What topic would you like us to see, do like a deep dive discovery on, Sparrow? Marvel. Marvel? All of Marvel in general? Mm, I don't know. Like,
0: like, like think I'm think. saying,
2: like a ride, a movie? A movie. What movie?
0: Infinity War. <laughs> okay. <for> Soldier.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Stitch,
2: do you have a movie or a ride or a theme park or something you would like us oh, to actually, go and research and do some information on? Tower Terror. Tower Terror ride, that's a good That'll
1: one. That'd be cool. Mickey Mouse.
2: Oh, that'd be a good one. I think. A little history of Mickey Mouse. Yeah, yeah.
0: we have a history of Mickey Mouse episode. All
2: right. That'll be uh, our second question of the week. Let us know what you would like us to do yes. kind of a Disney Discussions Discovery Die. on. And uh, Disney Discussions Die Discovery on.
1: down.
4: shark <laughs>
2: What subjects you would like us yes. to talk about. Alright, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Again, if you listen to us, Be sure to rate us and review us on the Apple iTunes uh, podcast store or wherever you listen to us, Stitcher. Uh, You could also give us ratings. Even Facebook could give us ratings. Uh, Just do that. Tell others about us. If you know people in your life that love Disney, let them know that this uh, podcast is out there. And we already gave our social media. Just search for Disney Discussions. Uh, We are there. You could tell your Alexa or your Google Home to play us. Just say, hey, the name of the device... Play the latest episode of the Disney Discussion. We don't want to go wrong. Yeah. Play the latest episode of the Disney Discussions podcast, and it will do that for you. And if you want to reach out to us, you can do it on social media. If you want to do it privately, email us, podcast at disneydiscussions.com. Thanks for joining us. And be sure to listen next week for our one year anniversary show.
4: Yahoo!
2: See you real soon.
4: Hello!
2: Ladies and gentlemen, Disney has now ended its normal operating day. We hope you've enjoyed your visit to the Magic Kingdom and that you'll be back with us again soon. Drive carefully on your way home. Good night.
0: Yeah,
4: folks. And me and my pals hope you had a swell time. (laughs) Oh, yeah.